What's up, y'all cotton-headed ninny mugginses? Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. Let me tell you, if you hadn't checked it out yet, we got Emory dates on sale, and I'm talking about Greenville, South Carolina, Jacksonville, Florida, Tampa, Florida, West Palm Beach, Florida, and Orlando, Florida. That's right. We're headed Florida way the very end of January, 29th through February 2nd. Go to emorymusic.com, get tickets there. We're going to be with O Sleeper and Fourth Teller. It should be really good. Now, I have two more speakers to announce to Bad Christian Conference 2019. As I announced last week, Propaganda, also known as Jason Petty, and Aaron Gillespie are going to be there. Additionally, Derek Webb is going to be there, and a former podcast guest of ours, Brandon Robertson. So that's the four people that we have announced so far. We will be announcing some more soon. And don't start with the, are there going to be women on it? Yes, working on it. This is what we got so far that we can announce. And we'll, uh, it's going to be a good time. So go to badchristiancon.com. Get your tickets for that. It's going to be the weekend of after Valentine's Day in February in Dallas. Okay, and today's show is sponsored by Legacy Box. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Get 40% off your first order by going to legacybox.com slash badchristian. All right, let's do it. Showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad dead. my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, <coughs> two, one. Good for your soul, even when you are on a roll. You need Jesus Christ in your life. Back Christian Podcast. Jesus is Lord, Lord of all. Okay. There's no passion coming behind that, man. There's no zeal. Um, it seems like you were just doing that to validate our podcast as a Christian podcast or something, like to make a certain sect happy or something. Like, seriously, there's no passion there. I'm just telling you, there's been very... There's uh, all right, often don't, been times... don't take this as pushback, but you're exactly okay. right. You're exactly right this time. <laughs> That's the only reason I did it. I I hadn't been a Christian since uh, the second year I worked at Seacoast. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, and I learned by watching you. You were my pastor of my camp, so I don't know what that means, but I, under your leadership and authority, I became... I mean, I'm not even agnostic. Because of you, <laughs> man, you're moving people atheist. to tears. Leaving, I'm a hardcore atheist. I appreciate that legacy that you have left. You helped me realize. That yeah, legacy like, is important for sure. It, is it, it cold? Is it cold where y'all are at? It's freezing cold here, and I've, I guess what I got a deal on uh, Black Friday. I've been looking for a, a fire pit forever, man. How much do you pay for your fire pit? Uh, I got it at Costco. I think it was under three hundred dollars, couple hundred bucks, probably. That's what I was thinking. And everyone that I've looked at, like yours, now is like four or five hundred bucks. Oh, like, well, you got to get the deal. You I know you. You got a damn deal, even on Costco. And I was, I'm so mad, but I finally found one at Home Depot. It's just a wood burning one. It's not. Matt's got the fancy one, Joey. You know, with the propane, and you 
you turn the, the buttons here and there, and all of a sudden, oh, man, it's Dang. really nice. It's, it's very nice. Now, he, it's sitting on his illegal porch that he built in Seattle. If anybody's listening to this, you know, housing authority. Don't it's, tell the building it's It, could be, might be it could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. He might be a fan. <laughs> I think the if he's a fan, he'd probably let that listen slide, to this podcast. How do you oh, know? The, great, the greatest feeling in the world would be if, if a building inspector <laughs> came and was like, hey, man, listen, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to tear... Are, Are you, you Matt Carter? <laughs> no, no, it, it'd Emory? be the building he pulls inspector. pulls up the tattoo, Emory tattoo he's got? Yeah, and I get out of the, you know, the, the building inspector oh. comes up and he says, he comes up to the door and everything says, now, you're Matt Carter, right, for the Bad Christian Podcast. I hate like hell to have to do this. I'm your biggest fan, but I heard on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I had to no, do no, my I, job. I heard Toby no, I, say... A fan, you get no. I know there's white privilege. Screamo privilege is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. you, Joey, you have no idea the things I get from being a screamo lead singer. It is unreal. I, you, I, I get so. I, I mean, if you, I, I could give you a list of things that I've gotten for free, gotten away. It's un fucking believable what I get. And if you think life. about it, it's, that's never going to end for you. You will always have people that see you as Toby Morell, lead singer of Emory. That's, right. that, that's so why status that matters, privilege. and you should do whatever you can to attain oh. status first and foremost. Oh, status! If is you control so your image get. and your personal branding and use it to achieve status, that and that status is positively associated, you'll you'll cakewalk through life, and that's just what everybody should be working on. Can I ask a question here for real quick? I don't what? know if we're into if we're in it's the middle podcast, of this podcast yet, but okay, good. I was thinking about this. You're talking about status and state. Do you do you think? It is actually wise now. It is a good decision. And I was thinking this since we did the, if you haven't heard it yet, we interviewed the lead singer Skillet, John. And uh, Matt, when you kind of asked him about, does he feel an obligation to talk about his beliefs or or anything like that? He just said, no, you know, he's an artist and a songwriter. And so that's what he does. And he stays out of talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. Part of me goes, well, is that, hiding or is that is that uh not not being completely out there and open and honest and then part of me goes maybe he's just really right and nailed it like is it better this day and age just to not put it out there is it actually helping like if mm -hmm. i put out there my beliefs on homosexuality or uh hell or anything you know like like right now have y'all seen that uh the lauren daigle lady she yeah, uh right. she, she has the hit christian record and christians love her so much and then uh, somebody asked her about the, her stance on homosexuality, and now it's, it, people are saying she's terrible, she's yep. awful, she's everything. <laughs> and, and and I'm just like, man, maybe the wise thing to do, because there isn't a win, she, her telling the truth was not a win. She could have just gone, I'm not going to talk about that, I just love Jesus. And if well, she just said that, people would go, well, you should have said more, but it would have just gone away. It depends like, on nobody, what game Nobody even playing. cares. It depends but on it, what, but maybe what your goals are. You have to play a game, is my point, right? There isn't well, a way out. Well, let me use the word it, game. It, it goes back to what, yeah. So think of the yeah, word Matt, game. What Matt said, it depends on it depends on what your goal is for sure. Right. And when I say game, I don't mean the oh game, stupid. I mean there's really nothing that you're engaging in that that isn't that your your behavior doesn't kind of imply that you are playing a certain game or have a certain goal. And I say that because again, when you think about computers and AIs and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll define goal often as something that's implicit by goal-seeking behavior. Like the goal is implied by the behavior, basically. So, you know, people are playing some game, whether it's to try to further their career. And so maybe, Toby, you, as a person, 
it's not better for her because now she gets attacked, as you say, but maybe it is better for her career. Maybe there's no such thing as bad publicity, or maybe it's bad to have anybody that you don't know know about your personal life if your goal is to have a nice, safe, non-tumultuous, non-chaotic personal life, right? But people have cho- <laughs> people like us have chosen a very different path, you see, so... We did we choose wrong though. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, like for example, we were just talking about before this podcast, we were talking about Joey and some how he's grown and changed in his faith and in his beliefs. And then I was just like, Yeah, let's just don't go there because it'll just be potentially Joey doesn't have it all worked out in his head and I don't know if he can articulate it the way he would want to. And it might just be better for Joey to not say stuff. Well like that, maybe he's getting people, stuff done. Most people know uh, that. Most people don't have mine in your default setting. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Like it, I take it very You're right. seriously. You're right. But to most people, you can't get them to say anything slightly incriminating about themselves at a dinner party, much less, <laughs> much less extremely strong takes on issues that they don't know very right. much about on a giant podcast. Now, yep, well, what, I, so I choose is, to do that, is, and I know what it is, and I it is aligned with my values to do what I'm doing. I've thought about it greatly, and I could tell you what game, so to speak, it is that I'm playing and what my goals are, but I don't think yeah. those are the most common ones other people. I don't think I share them with John, John Cooper of Skillet or that lady there, and certainly not most public figures. Right. I don't share their goals, and I'm, of course, mocking the status play. And Some people say I'm trying to control things and gain status and if and maybe so but if so for a very you know a different kind of purpose i would say a different type yeah. of i'd like to, i'd like to be known for the things that i don't know super well i'm not trying to be some expert with power and status that you you do i'm trying to model a whole different type of engagement so that i'm more comfortable in the world i'm more comfortable because i do this podcast because more people know more about me that is true and real and that makes me feel better i don't feel that connected to anybody but i feel good that people know what i'm like i like that feeling i chase that feeling but i guess the thing that gets me is maybe the only reason you feel that way or there is no win. It's just people hear you saying something truthful about yourself, and either they like it or they don't, and then mm-hmm. they, they respond that way. So if they like it, good for you. If not, you're going to get it that way too. So if you didn't say anything, it doesn't it, – I'm saying saying something or not saying something might not mean anything either way. Well, just if because it helps you're the more person truthful, get to I'm, know me, then, that, then that's part – it's like, okay, we're farther along if people can already determine whether they like me or not. Good. Y'all go ahead and decide. Y'all know what I'm like, and then when you meet me – don't don't come talk to me then if you don't like me good right. i'll keep you away and then people that seem to like me or have something that i've already said that's interesting now they come talk to yeah. me about that so i start all my interactions on better footing than other people because people know what i'm like so yeah. the only interest i have in this podcast is for people to get to know what i am like and then if they like me they like me for me the last thing i want to do is be liked for ideas and positions and thoughts that aren't mine to have more status, which is a disaster. That is the biggest disaster I can think of, is to be admired for not what I'm like. I can't even imagine why you'd want to do that. It's I want so to be weird. liked. We've crossed, we've crossed so many lines on this podcast that I, I get weirded out when I can tell someone is just not willing to share anything about themselves. Like I think that's crazy. 
Like they, I've had people right. remark on the fact that Joey will say anything on the podcast. Like that is just so crazy. And I literally feel the same way about them. Like you said, at a dinner party, you're not going to open up with your friends a little bit. And it is, it's all too common. I mean, that, and that's surprising. That's very surprising. But I do think it's, I hate to use the word trendy, but I do think it's becoming a little trendy to be a little more open and honest and transparent with your feelings. And you know what? Hell, if it's a trend, then it's probably a good trend. But well, I do think that yeah. that's changing a little bit. Depends on what you're doing, what you're doing with it. But I mean, I mean, I'd like to say truth is my value or something. That sounds just too blowhard of a thing to do. Yeah. But it's like I'm just trying to calibrate to reality. So the more I can say the truth or things that seem true is all I'm really the barometer is for me. If it feels right and seems true, and I know people will pick that apart. Then at least I want to get it out loud so that it can get reflected back and shot down or tweaked or. You know, I'm looking for feedback here, basically, and on, I'm but, trying but to my, calibrate but to my reality. Point here, but my point here is, is it just fodder? It doesn't really matter. Like, you're, you're saying you're saying something, but I don't even know if you say something or don't say. I mean, if you say something truthful or not even truthful, it, it might not even matter. It's just it's just taken now. This, it doesn't mean it. Like, for example, that's what I'm saying. Like, this Lauren Daigle lady, I don't know anything about her. I don't care about her music. I think she's the Christian, uh, <laughs> what's that What's that big artist that... Uh, Twyla Paris, Evie, no, Sandy Patty, no, Margaret Becker. In the real world. Cardi no. B. <laughs> no, what's the... Taylor Swift. Taylor no. Swift. Uh, See you from the other side. Adele. Adele. <laughs> How did you know that Adele. song? <laughs> <laughs> Matt knew that song way too easily. He's hiding. Well, I like so, that see, song. see what I'm saying? Yeah, what have you ever told us about your Adele uh, fan club that you're in, apparently? You hadn't told us shit about that. I'm saying this Lauren Daigle lady, she just had an honest moment, and now, holy shit, now there's a shit storm. If she wouldn't have said anything, she could have kept doing what she wanted to do, and that would have been that. I don't, I don't know. Well, it depends I, on I, what I'm she saying, wants I mean, to I, do. I do. Yes. I, I, I definitely, I think, I, I'm I'm really comfortable with where I'm at because I feel like I I went through a stage where I just bulldozed the hell into this transparency. It's just like I'll tell. I mean, I, I remember the I didn't even plan on talking about showing my dad my penis and how that interacted with my mental illness and everything. Hundreds of episodes ago, I just kind of stumbled into it, and that was like the beginning of a season of I just I don't have anything to hide. I'm not, not going to keep anything from anybody. Whereas. I think that that was good for me for a season, and I don't think there is anything wrong as long as it's not hypocritical to be strategic with what you talk openly and not, even if it's for your personal mental health as far as what you put out there and what you don't. Now, I always do want to push the envelope of being as open as possible, but to me, it's almost like... <clears throat> There's a difference between transparency and vulnerability. Like, I think that we should all strive for transparency, but uh, we should probably pick and choose the people that we are actually vulnerable with because I think that is more of a, I'm trusting you with this because I, yeah. I think that it would be helpful for mm -hmm. me to tell you this and I trust you with this information. Um, I've definitely been transparent with people in one-on-one -on -one situations that I wish I would not have. I, oh, sure. Because, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I was vulnerable with them, and I shouldn't have. I should have, you know, I, I should not have shared certain things. Well, overall, it just seems like 
you know, I'm I'm probably moving farther in the other direction with recording myself and these other things that I feel like it's it's crossed a bridge, you know, into transparency. And I'm just gonna yeah. uh, it's working for me. I'm happy with it, and I'd like to see other people do it more. So I'll continue to kind of model it and 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 go. I mean, it's day. I feel like some of the stuff it could be a liability, and there's risk in it, of course. Yeah, but that's when's the last time you masturbated? Me? It would have been. Yeah. 72 hours ago. Good job. In the Good sink. Job. What else do you want to When's know? the last time? <laughs> when's, <laughs> when's the last time you looked at naked boobs that weren't your yeah. wives? Um, we were FaceTiming too during that. Yeah. I didn't, Joey, we didn't want to leave you out, but it was just, he right. was in a hurry. Yeah, right. <laughs> but she's Joey's you know sin always goes to sex, though. Boy. Know, when Joey thinks about honesty, he is definitely whacking and looking at boobies. That's, <laughs> if you're gonna, that's the only way to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, I think it's of course it's just. I mean, I I think of it as being you know on a frontier or the edge or exploring. Of course, it's dangerous, and that's what I like about it. But I also wish more people would do it more. So I'm trying to say, see, you can go a little farther. But I mean. We, it's not like we ever thought through it in detail that the, the ramifications of this podcast could be harmful to us and our families and people we talk about, even long term, in right. ways that you haven't seen yet. I do acknowledge that as possible. Well, here, For here's instance, a, talking here's about a our kids example. by name that could turn out to be a liability that you will re have regretted. Yeah, right. Here's a, I, we may this podcast may be turning into something that we didn't intend, but I do want to share this because I I just realized I don't think we've ever shared this because we thought it was something that was going to amount to something, and it never was. But it was either 2020 or Entertainment Tonight or one of those big shows. Someone reached out to us and basically wanted to dig deeper into the whole concept of me being a pastor and also admitting to struggling with porn and all of that stuff. And I remember... Uh, Toby and Priscilla had uh, a big argument about it, arguing as as far as raising their voices. They weren't mad at each other. And I also went to Seacoast. I said, look, I'm just telling you that this is kind of in the works. Is this going to really bother you? And I remember the lead pastor actually asked me, he said, did you masturbate to the porn? I said, yes. He said, are you willing to share that too? And I was just like, well, of course, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that. And he's like, all right, man, you know. That's what you want to do. Go for it. And I think Priscilla, on the other hand, was kind of like a, I don't want you to be like known as like the the wacket pastor. Those are my words and, and not hers, which I thought there was some decent, um, some decent rationale uh, for her too, especially considering she's married to me. And so the whole concept of talking about something publicly on such a, a huge forum. Uh, obviously, this didn't amount to anything, and eventually they the communication stopped. But I think that is an example of uh, this sort of thing that we're talking about. I mean, would that have been altogether good? I think it would have been. I, I'm now pulling back and saying maybe I disagree now. Maybe I'm, I was yeah. wrong. Just because... Here's the thing, not because you would have been known as the wacket pastor. That's not the that's not the reason, but the the bigger reason there is is that all it would have been. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing like yeah. if you choose you'd be one, if you choose something, yeah, yeah you'd true. be reduced to that. Well, that guy, man, he's really open and honest about whacking it or something. And maybe there there probably would have been good that came from it. Of course there would have been good actually. But I don't know like it the way people work now, it just 
goes to this. So like that's what I'm saying. Like this Lauren Daigle lady, she's gonna be known now to a lot of people as mm-hmm. yeah, she's got a great voice, but she just she uh she believes in uh gay marriage or whatever. She didn't even I don't even know what she even all she did was refuse to declare it that it was for sure a, a sin. sin. Right. Yeah, and, right. And, 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 and so, really but that's what she's gonna be known now in, in by this group of people, and it's just it defeats maybe what she was or it takes up time figuring out what. Now she has to handle this outside of what she was doing already. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that was the your, most Toby, ridiculous. Toby, has your perspective changed on people saying honor my privacy, like that sort of thing? <sighs> Maybe he might be right. Like, yeah. uh, well, no, hold on. Let me clarify that. Even in this situation, though, if you are saying a bunch of stuff blatantly in public about one side of things, then you have to expect that the other side is going to be there as well. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the thing I don't like. Like whenever I've talked about famous Christians getting divorced, the reason why I talk about that is, is divorce. I, I'm even okay with divorce. That sounds crazy. Maybe now maybe or whatever, but I'm okay with people getting divorced for a, a plethora of reasons, but I don't like it when you say this is, you're a pastor or a person that's always Facebook and uh, scripture, and you're saying that, and all of a sudden you get divorced and you don't say anything. Yeah, like that's yeah. what bothers me. Don't don't be completely outspoken and verbal in every way, except for when it comes to your serious private life. That's so, the thing I don't right. like. Let me see. And if I'm I can not even defending this Lauren Daigle. Person, I don't. This Lauren Daigle so probably just got caught off guard. Guard. I don't, I don't so know what, per- she, what she believes. A person that's consistently a relatively private person. No problem there. It's like, well, if you want to be a private person, that's that's your life. No yeah, but deal. all that's blurry now. But um, let me see if I could sum this up, Toby. If, if tell me if I'm right on this, and we we got to move on because I got something else I got to tell y'all about. Um, cool. But is it that you don't like it when it's re- when you get reduced down to oh, you're just known for that one thing, and you're not in control of the narrative there? I think it's one thing that bugs you. And on this particular issue. She just got called into something. She and and she didn't even say anything crazy or wasn't trying right. to make a statement. She just said something she didn't know about is now being attacked. So that seems unhealthy. Um, and if that and if the climate itself evolves to where you can be really harmed and attacked by not even doing anything, not even saying yeah. anything or being sure about a thing, that's. I mean, you know, the environment can change to where it is not safe or okay to talk openly. That. We just yes. happen to have lived in a time and think that. And we also have one more huge thing going for us, and that is we're not easy to or even possible to reduce to sound bites. You know, this podcast right. we control, and right. it's hours long and hundreds of hours long. So if you want to reduce us, you have to just say, oh, they're like dude bro Christian people. I mean, there's nothing you can yeah. really reduce us to given the format that we enter right. into and the way that we do it. So it seems to be yep. working out right. But does that sound about right? Yeah, I think you're right. Like it, it just feels so tribal, and they don't even care what she actually said. They just she's mm-hmm. not on my team. Yeah, or that's she's, on, a dangerous she's on that other thing. team. That's the thing yeah. I don't like. Like, and it's the enemy even, of, of people yeah. being able to speak freely, though. Yes. that's what I mean. 100%. That's what's which scary does, about it. Which sums yeah. up, in my opinion, the most significant problem in the church is the inability to allow for conversations mm-hmm. and being so convinced that your perspective is right. I mean, that yeah. that is the main problem. So you'll that's see more why and more so people, people feel. That'd be a bad direction for society, we could all agree. The direction where, you know what, it's probably not a good idea for me to share my ideas and insights and thoughts that I've gained right. in wisdom over time. I think I'll just keep that to myself. That yeah. is not the right direction, I'd like to suggest. Well, I, I do I do feel that moderation for some people is best. Like, I think, for example, 
there are people that have been highly influential in in my life, and I think potentially for them to have gotten to that place to really help people, and I use that word loosely, I think, but I do think some people help people, they probably had to be a little slow with it because if you just, you know, start articulating all your radical, crazy thoughts just yeah, I'm with you at on the that. flip of a switch, you're you're gonna lose influence. And if, depends if that's on, kind depends. of what you're supposed to be doing, then you may not want to do that. But I, no, but I I'm saying the climate of fear of what can happen to you if you misspeak. That As that pressure sure. ratchets yeah. up and more people stay quiet with things that they might know that might be helpful to hear them process or even speak with authority or anywhere in between, the more we keep yeah. causing less and less people to be willing to engage in that, the less and less we're going to share our good insights as a society, and we will slow the development of society. So I'd like to push the other direction as hard as I can safely do. And that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do. Now, I'll tell you something else that I want that is uh really important to me. And you guys know this. I've become Dr. Archive. I like to record things. <laughs> I like to I'm I really feel and I feel like this way when my mom died, it's like, whoa, she knew a bunch of stuff that she never got to explain. And I'm a person who likes to explain things, and she was too, but she knew a lot of stuff that I didn't ever get. And so now yeah. I feel even more and more drawn to archives and memories, not emotionally, but for their content um, yeah. and insights and wisdom and stuff that people have. And that leads me really into this next sponsor, Legacy Box. All right. So when it comes to Legacy Box, I just could not recommend it more because uh, y'all know that I've been getting into the old stuff lately. I've been recording things and finding memories. And I guess I've been a little bit nostalgic, to be honest, and let me tell you, I'm going to make an argument for how good nostalgia is. With Legacy Box, I sent back these old tapes. They're mini DV and 8mm, and I have my whole musical career on them. I have me practicing in the garage, and my sister's friends are there, and Devin's there, and the early prototype stuff of learning to play music and learning to solo and what my life was like. And when I look back on it, I get a ton of not only good nostalgic feelings and memories and the positive vibes and all that, but I actually learn stuff by reviewing it and seeing who the person I became is and how that works and what made that. And I wish I'd done that different, but now if I was this, I think there's a re I think that's part of the reason why your brain rewards you for reliving memories is because it's part of how we learn and grow and realize what progress we've made. So I mean that. If you have tapes sitting around, old videotapes and photos that mean stuff and have information in them about you, your family, your past, and you have them in a way that's unaccessible, that you can't get to, that you can't easily learn from and share, then oh, that that is so frustrating to me. And Legacy Box is the right service for you. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why to do it. I mean, you can save your family films and photos without them being lost. If you're unable to play old recordings because you don't have a VCR anymore, they can do that. You become the family hero and you'll help people bring back lost memories and watch and see things again. I mean, you have a peace of mind. Uh, how about just decluttering your house or your parents' house or anything like that? Getting organized is a reason in and of itself. You've probably been meaning to do it. Well, Legacy Box will help you. You can send your Legacy Box filled with own, with old home movies and pictures and everything. They'll do the rest. Uh, the professional. I mean, they, they've been doing it. They've, they've done over 450,000 families that have trusted Legacy Box. and They've been doing it for over a decade. 
um, it really is a big deal. And I, like I said, I couldn't re recommend it any higher. So there's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memory. So go, go visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners an exclusive discount. You can go to LegacyBox.com slash BadChristian to get 40% off your first order. Go to LegacyBox.com slash BadChristian and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a science segment, and I think this nice. one will be really good. And Reva, you can hit the music as soon as I tell you what this one's about. This one mm. is about the potential of that we have had in our solar system, or have in our solar system, a piece of debris from an alien civilization. What? The possibility of that. I love this kind of stuff. Kick the music. Hell, I know you do. Astrophysics, chemistry, cellular biology, mathematics, gravitation, electromagnetism, evolution. And now it's time for Science Lessons for Christians. Because when it comes to science, Christians are stupid. Okay, so you guys actually have not heard of this story at all. Um, I'm guessing from your reaction I to it. That, that yeah, I, don't, I just, just heard yesterday that Pluto was not a planet. And it freaked <laughs> me out, so no, I have not heard. <laughs> okay, well, it's not exactly the news that, that I may have purported, and that's what I kind of want to talk about is the how science works and the sensa sensationalism of uh, science writing and reporting and news and media and all those things. But it is exciting that there is... Uh, there's, you know, this is scientifically exciting, and we'll try to get to, to how boring or technical science can be versus exciting and how that works. But we've had the first interstellar object identified coming through our solar system, which is kind of crazy that we've not had that before. You would almost think that that's, that's, that's not... The okay. case technical definition of interstellar, and I'm not yank. I'm not not from around. I really so yeah, not from the solar not from system. our solar system. Right. Okay. Right. So it's a, you know, it it's called it has a formal name, but they call it. It was seen from a telescope that was in Hawaii. So I think I'm saying it right when I say, Oumuamua, Oumuamua, Oumuamua. I think is how you say it. You probably um, shouldn't make fun of people from Hawaii, but well, that's the best I can do. It's a small object. Uh, yeah. Let's see if I. It's like a hundred. It's between like a hundred and a thousand meters, basically, and it's it's kind of and it's a it's a really weird shape, also, um, and I'll get into that. But it's flying through our solar system, and it. Uh, let me see if I can tell you. It was. This is I got the speed. It's about eighty-five times as far away from us as the moon, already heading to the sun, and uh, it's got. It's similar to some objects in our in our solar system, but it's very, very different. So it's interstellar, meaning it comes not from our solar system. So we have like asteroids and comets and all those things in our asteroid belt that yeah. that that are in our solar system, and sometimes they coat different ways and come by us or whatever. But this object is totally from another, at least solar system or something like that. And it's coming through at a very, it was coming through at some, re in some, some really weird stuff. So it's, uh, it's not smoothly rotating it has a weird speed that's odd and it's doing this tumbling uh -huh. motion that people think is really weird which gives it this really flashing effect so it's kind of doing like this flash as far as thing. a weird speed like faster than it should be or slower than it should be or inconsistently well or what do you okay mean? okay so 
it's it's coming through. We didn't get a good look at it until it kind of had passed us. So this telescope that's pos- capable of seeing, because it's small and dark. Does that make sense of why? This is why we don't identify these things very often, because they are small, dark rocks. So they're not bright unless they're reflected. So y'all often don't see them coming and stuff like that. Um, and so this thing is rotating at a, in a weird way, and it's a weird shape. It's almost five times longer than it is tall. So if that gives you a... The ratio of it's five to one. Does that make sense? Like it's a weird shaped rectangly kind of thing. Like it doesn't, it's not a round rock or a chunk like you would think. It's kind of flat and a weird shape spinning in a weird thing. And when I say it was moving at a weird speed, it was uh, it was moving at a speed that kind of made it kind of camouflaged to say, I can't explain it better than that, but it's the kind of speed that something might be going if it was trying to kind of go unrecognized. So a suspicious. You're gonna laugh your ass off at some of the questions that I have after you're finished because you're gonna sound really stupid. But I am very interested. Mm -hmm. And um, also, it's here's the weirdest thing about it is it's uh, it as it's past the sun and is going on out the backside there, it started accelerating. That, oh my lord! Which there can be an explanation for an accelerating object. So it's been you know going through. You know, interstellar this space. freaking me out. C- comes in here. You can look it up right now and see if there's anything else you want to ask or, or see about it. It's coming through, and then as it passes the sun, it begins to accelerate as it leaves. Now, comets can do that through a phenomenon called outgassing, which comets, as you know, often have water or, or have water on them. I think it's part of the thing that makes them a comet. And when it gets close enough to the sun, some of that water can melt. And then when that water is melting, it actually creates a little bit of thrust. Yeah from the ice to melt and then turn into water into a gas and it, and le- and then the gas to leave the thing so that can actually speed up comets so spe- comets can speed up when they when some of their water volume melts but this thing doesn't sh- have any ice or water on it that they can detect which makes that weird so it makes outgassing less likely mm. and so you can make a whole bunch of stuff after that but that is basically what we know so what what becomes interesting is you know at that point the conspiracy theorist type people love to start saying all the things that are inconsistent here or not yeah. predicted right, and people want to go crazy with it. And then, you, of course, you'd say scientist would shut that down, of course. But there's a scientist. His name is Avi Loeb, and he's at Harvard. He's one of the head guys at Harvard in science, and he's the one that's kind of floating the possibility that this is from an alien civilization. He has not discounted that. He says when all the other stuff doesn't doesn't you know line up or give us the explanation we think then we have to start considering outside points of view and now a lot of people in the science community are very mad at him for being able for saying that so i find that quite oh, interesting this. so what questions do you so, have so well my first question is if if this if this is indeed extraterrestrial intelligence not that the thing's they, intelligence there's extraterrestrials on it, but it might would be he would say it could be a part of a sail, like a solar sail or some type of structure, you know, a thin metal because it's made out of metal, you know, like most asteroids. So it's like this thin, weird shaped metal thing that could be a piece of a disintegrated ship or something like that. Sure. And so so my first question is are there any options besides these two? Oh, um, so let let's say hold hold, hold on. Let, let's say that it is alien. 
Uh, first option is it literally has been traveling for billions and billions of year, light years or whatever, because obviously for mm-hmm. it to get here, it had to have been traveling a long time. So whatever this civilization is, it's an old civilization. Or the other option would be they, whoever they are, discovered a certain technology that we can't even wrap our mind around because they learned how to travel vast distances in a short amount of time like can can it be something outside of those two or does it have to be one of those two no i mean i don't i mean it it doesn't even have to be that old i mean it's from you know interstellar meaning it's not from our solar system it's not necessarily from outside our galaxy or anything but anything outside of our solar system, it would take how long to? I mean, I, that this is where I start losing track. Oh, of all like the stats a year. Right? I, I mean, there's stuff. I mean, there's stuff. There's okay. a couple light. There's 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 stars that are a few light years away from here, for instance. I mean, it's not okay. from those, My, but you know what I'm saying. Like and, our galaxy. And how? And is, and as far as the technology that we have, how far can we trace this back as far as where it came from? Like, oh, at what we point know are almost we like, nothing is what I'm saying. It's a small okay. dark thing that we don't have telescopes to see. We only saw this one kind of by accident because it was close enough and it got spotted. So that's what makes it so weird. Is we just don't have stuff like this. So one of the it could be made out of different stuff than we even know what it's made out of and there's some other phenomenon like outgassing that causes it or maybe it has water in it that we can't detect, but we've never been able to study anything from that's not from our solar system either. Right? So we this is the first object, so maybe stuff that's formed in other solar systems naturally is unlike things that form in our solar system. We don't even know. We know almost wow. nothing other than something went by us that we didn't don't understand that's all i mean we know more than that but not a lot more than that and that's what's so crazy is how much you can you know determine from that that in itself is just super interesting because typically it seems like there's an explanation for everything oh well that's such and such or that's such and it's like we don't know what that just was right so the, the details aren't the super most important thing about it but i do find that debate extremely interesting because and get this some scientists are mad at this guy from Harvard. I'll, I'll give you his credentials if I can find him here because, um, why would because they be he's mad? a serious I guy. I mean, he's like, he is a main, he's like, he's in the, he's, I think he's the, the head of the astronomy department at Harvard, basically. You know, he's an astrophysicist at Harvard, and I think he might be head of the astronomy department or something like that. So, very credible guy. And he's not saying it is this, he's saying, I don't see any reason to rule that out when we're trying to rule out all these other things and it might actually be this and then a lot of other scientists are mad at him so now you get into the thing of like wait a second what are scientists supposed to be doing so first of all science says almost nothing about this object which is really really cool so it brings up that thing that you're saying joey there where the best thing for scientists to do here is just say well they don't know and you rarely hear that because normally science comes across with this super air of condescension like well we know everything you know of course we know everything is science we know everything that is not oh you're making fun of scientists i'm making fun of you making fun of scientists but i'm but i'm acknowledging that 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 comes across that way obviously for people like you to have that impression but science really more looks like this less smug matt we have no clue but we know a few things and that means that not these things but what are the possibilities who knows and how big that is and how open that is and how exciting that is which cuts against the often Christian narrative that scientists just want to control all this and say they know stuff and not, you know, like they have it all worked out like it's a conspiracy or something. This kind of stuff is very exciting. On the other hand, 
I find it very frustrating and troubling that pe- that other people would really want to shut down thinking of these possibilities like this, which he even acknowledges is relatively remote possibility. He's not some alien guy. He's just saying, why don't we let the wonder and the mystery and the potential get out there in the public and let people have fun with this and talk about it and explore it? And it might turn out to be right. So why wouldn't we do that? We don't have to. He's trying to push yeah. in this way. I'm saying we don't have to have all the answers. In fact, don't you know that the public has bad opinions about us because of the way we behave? That's kind of where he's coming from on this, what I think is pretty interesting. And get what? Some scientists are mad, he thinks, because he says they're telling him in private messages and stuff that you got to stop, stop this stuff out because you're making science sound kooky. And if you do that, people won't believe us about climate change is what people have been telling him. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, I just, I, I, this is, this is, this is my misunderstanding and problem with science is it, it, there's no allowance to talk about crazy, mysterious things. Because well, that's what like, this guy's well, doing. That's why I thought you would like it. Cause he's like, Hey, I mean, it could I be do. That. that's, I, he shouldn't be getting any flack. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy. There's gotta be things that are unexplainable. There has to be. Oh, he, but this guy exp- doesn't think it's unexplainable. He thinks, oh, man, we're going to get one more nugget of information and be able to explain this a little bit better when a new telescope comes online three years from now. He said, we're going to expand our parameters by thousands of times because this this t- telescope should, by all the predictions, show us other interstellar objects. So he says, this is the most exciting part, is he says, the new telescope that's going to be built in 20, I don't remember, I think it's three years from now, there's a new telescope that's going to be built, and according to all the predictions, if this is an interstellar object, there should be lots of these, but we just miss them. So when this telescope comes online, we should find thousands of these, he says. Now, why is that? Why, what's the rationale there? Again, it's a dark, small object that's hard to detect, so we can only look in a tiny area if we get lucky, right? right. And so... Is there but, any images online? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, but what I'm saying is once the new telescope comes online, it's going to have a thousands of times more powerful range and the, and we'll be able to pick up stuff like the, if there were things like this, the new telescope will pick them up based on th- based on this one. So the, the math, if it is an interstellar object, we believe there will also be thousands more of them when when we are able to look at a farther distance. So he's thinks is really cool because he says, great, so we'll either start to learn about interstellar objects soon or when we turn on that telescope, we won't see any. Hmm. In which and the case, reason, the and if we don't see any when that telescope comes on, that gives a lot more credibility to this one being an anomaly or, an, you know, it starts to even, you know, you have to start taking that possibility more seriously that this one isolated one was the only one there, which makes it look more like alien. So, and we'll find out. Toby, do you think Toby, do you think there's going to be a point in humanity where we're like the answer has been given? We are not alone. There's intelligent life. Like do you think that that will happen uh at some point? Now, it could be a million years from now. Like I'm not talking in our lifetime. Do you think that'll ever happen? Uh it might already have happened. Yeah, 100% for sure. No, but Joey's I mean, saying so so that we all accept it. Like we know it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100%. What do you mean by it might have already happened? You think scientists discovered it and they don't I, want to tell anybody? There, there might be something out there. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but there could, Sounds be, like it. There, there could be something that people don't want to say yet or it hasn't been studied enough to totally know for sure. Like this thing, like I don't understand. One of the questions I had, Matt, was why is this this object stuck out so much as opposed to other objects? There's other 
meteorites, asteroids, things shooting by, this specific piece stands out to people uh, for, I don't, I don't totally understand. Is it understand just the odd shape? No, well, it no. Just the odd I mean, shape? it's it, the, the other asteroids are stuff that's from our solar system, is why. This okay. is from another solar system. We've never seen anything in our solar system from another, another interstellar space. This is the first one. What? Yeah. Why is that? Is, the, is, can it not enter it? I don't understand that. Okay. Think. Okay. It probably has, but this is the first one we've hey, ever recognized. Hey, have patience with yeah, the right. dummies, man. That, that's the, that, I'm just saying space is huge. Like, it's, it's so big okay, and empty. Okay, that makes sense. That, okay. and, and they're dark, yep. tiny objects, so you can't see them. Right. So getting to see yeah. one is extremely rare. How rare are they? Don't exactly know. But, it, you know, if you imagine trying to hit something a billion miles away, you know, think about the trajectory it would need, like how easy it'd be to not hit something a billions of miles away that was a tiny dot that's 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 yeah. how hard and it has to be right. go right by this tiny speck of dust billions of miles away make sure you got the trajectory right i mean space is empty right. it's nothing out there so to actually run into something that's not local is insane like it's hard <laughs> to do so that's very neat concept honestly i mean at some point some one of these things is going to hit us <laughs> well, there's that. That's the different possibility. But that's a, that's going to happen too. But, th- the, but those things can come from our own solar system. It doesn't have to be an interstellar object. To be it, a, it just it just plenty it, of big it blow, ones. It blows my mind and makes me just not. This is why I just. Uh, of course, I believe there has to be other stuff because it's just the universe is like Matt said, almost all empty, and yet there's so much shit in it. There's just so much, maybe infinite shit everywhere and it's just crazy and all, all and we have to use our eyes <laughs> like our eyeballs matter a lot in seeing this stuff or our you know our computer eyes too or whatever but like it's just it's crazy this is something and it and it's acting a little strange that's what weirds me out a little bit that it, it said uh something about it they they didn't detect any energy coming off of it um it, let's see where does it say this the observation is tumbling suggests uh, scientists break through the shit it twice or declared the first object anomaly is anything other than a uh, a lump of space rock. Scientists project so there isn't anything on the radio. Uh, observations across four bands of the radio spectrum had found no evidence that Amumawa, <laughs> I can't even say it, is anything other than <laughs> they, they're doing these tests. But if it was intelligent life, it probably could just hide our tests. Right, yeah. like I mean, if, if it did that, it, it did. It, I'm pretty sure it could go stealth well, right. Mode. But this wouldn't. If this is that, then it's just some junk, a part of a spaceship or civilization that right. exploded. You know, ten thousand years ago, just floated by, yeah. like not on purpose or anything right. necessarily. But that's or, still, even, even if it's just a rock, it's so bizarre. Think about wherever this thing came from. It just broke off somehow, and then just went out into the silence, and it just passed our planet. And it's yeah. just, it's just crazy. Like the emptiness. The, this is something, and even if you saw it, you would just think it. I mean, it, does it look like the same materials that we have in our solar system? How do they know specifically? It's not like you know, the, the metal that is here, or is it? Is it the same? It's just from another solar system. How do they know it didn't come from our solar system? Well, again, the speed and trajectory tell you that. Okay. Because can you? You know, if something. <sighs> 
does that answer your question? That its speed and trajectory tell you that it didn't come. Like you're in the solar system here, yes. so if something comes in yes. from a weird angle right. at a different speed, that you can't. That does. We know, right. and we know the stuff in the solar system pretty well. So it's pretty yes. easy to tell that. And yes, it's going to be made yes, out of yeah. heavy metals in a general way because that's what those things are made out of. But we don't really know its composition or anything. Of course, that's we, crazy. And we've never so, seen yeah. one of these before, which should be exciting in itself. And we're going to either see more soon. Or not. And that'll mean whatever it means. And we'll go from there. And that is what is exciting about science. It is exactly what you don't know and that you're going to know more soon. Here we go. That's what's fun about it. That's what's exciting about it. That's what's pure about it and not agenda-driven about it is we don't know, but I think we're going to know more soon. And if this is true, then we should see this, and then we'll see if we see that or not. Woo. I'll I'll tell you one thing. That makes me jealous, though. Imagine it just seems like they get to do that in Hawaii. Yeah, look at telescopes <laughs> in Hawaii. Like, I think like you the, just got to go to a big ass telescope and get to go to the beach and have a mai tai, and it's just oh man, that makes me mad at those scientists. Now we'll move off of this topic, but I want I think of science. It, it hit me when I was hearing them talk about it that it's like oh yeah, the pro- the process of science is more like troubleshooting your pedal board. It's just something's weird. I've noticed something weird. And then you got to start isolating things and thinking, you know what? I bet it's this. Let me, and you unplug one thing and you go back to the beginning and you say, if this, if it's this pedal, then this won't work. If this power supply is here, then that won't work. Yep. That's true. Except for think of how, you know, it's like that process, except with the whole universe and thinking, well, hmm, if that's this way, then that's going to be this way. If that's not true, then we'll move on. And that is so cool. It's just thinking of it as problem solving and troubleshooting as a big group activity for society. So it's important, and it's important to not let it get screwed up with narratives or get hyper to talk, start talking too much about aliens and what they're going to be like. Just stick with this rock. What else can we learn about it is, is where we're at, and that is really exciting. But thank you for listening through that one. I thought you guys might like this guy, Avi Loeb, to you know being able to keep it real and allow some mystery to, to hang out there. Enjoyed right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank, right. thank you, Matt. Toby, you got a piece of business in front of you? Oh, I, if you thought the, the science segment was good, wait till you hear this. folks it's christmas time again and that means a big old sale on the tooth and nail site the tooth and nail store 
Throughout the month of December, everything is 25% off at the Tooth & Nail, Solid State, BEC, and Gospel Song storefronts. This is an awesome chance to pick up vinyl that you might have missed or check out some records that you've been curious about on the cheap. I know there's some I might get for Christmas. <laughs> Bands like Amberlynn, Copeland, May, Norma Jean, Demon Hunter, Fit for a King, Silent Planet, and many, many more. And all have a bunch of releases. So they are all on sale right now. All They are all on sale this entire month. So go pick up something for yourself or for that loved one. And come on, Merry Christmas. And thanks for all the support that you have given to Tooth & Nail and the bands that they have been just rocking out with this year. Thank you, Toby. Now, I will. I did want to say back on that is I listened to a podcast uh, called After On by Rob Reed. I've yeah. I had him on. Uh, that's where I heard this story and heard Avi talking. So everything I said is going to sound like a jumbled mess other than the, right. oh, the, the generalities of it. But go listen to that podcast. That's one I support on Patreon, listen to, follow, all that stuff. So, uh, But I always think it's a great source of things. And they have a real good conversation about, about this and the – science of it and what it means and all that's great so after all rob reed good stuff i'll tell you what else something i've been thinking that goes right along with scientific truth is journalistic truth journalistic truth it matters to me mm -hmm. that is what matters to me that that, that i can bring truth in, with integrity yeah, with integrity that's what i mean integrity it has to have integrity is what i uh, that's what i care about so mm -hmm. kick the music In a world where no other motherfuckers have any integrity except you. When you look in the mirror, you can look dead in the eyes of a man with integrity when you look in the mirror. When you look in that fucking mirror, you can look at look that man or woman in the eyes and you can say, That's that is a good person. That's integrity. That's what I have in this life. Toby Morell's the damn news. All right. <clears throat> I thought this was interesting, guys. It come from, comes from ComicSans.com. Radio station stops playing Baby It's Cold Outside after complaints from listeners. Okay. I think everybody's familiar with the some of the content problems there. That people have been joking about it for a few years, and now it's finally in the on the naughty list. Yeah. Well, I think I think for some people that may not be the case. So basically, it does seem to depict a, a date raper who's mm -hmm. trying to get a woman drunk and not to go out in the cold and spend the night so he can get it on. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people still miss that. Maybe not a lot, but there's definitely some. Well, I can see where people are coming from. Well, um, can, let me, can I read the article? Yeah, first? read the article. Read the story. Yeah. All right. People have argued, let's see here, um, it, 
it, uh, you know what Christmas means. It means eggnog, Christmas trees, and the debate about whether Frank Losser or Losier song, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside, is kind of creepy. The basic concept of the song is that a woman is telling a man that she's with, with repeatedly that she needs to leave while the man keeps pr- pressuring her <laughs> to stay by saying it's cold outside. People have argued that it amounts to a woman saying no and a man refusing to accept no uh to accept that no. Isn't that crazy? For radio listeners of Star 102 Cleveland, it was time to retire that song. Their DJ, Glenn Anderson, received a large volume of complaints about them playing the song in their Christmas lineup. He decided to pull it and wrote about it uh, in this blog post. He said, we used to play the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, but you're the Christmas executive officer at Star 102, and you told us it's no longer appropriate. I got to be honest. I didn't understand why the lyrics were so bad until I read them. Now I do realize that when the song was written in 1944, it was a different time, but now, while reading it, it seems very manipulative and wrong. The world we live in is extra sensitive now, and people get easily offended, but in the world where Me Too has finally given women the voice they deserve, the song has no place. Okay. Well, that's super, super, super interesting. Can I go in a couple different things on that? I, I got a couple, too, myself. But well, I see got, if we align really... on that. That, on one hand, I'm going to say that it's totally acceptable for any society to decide what it likes and doesn't like in a general way with a song. If nobody wants to hear the song, ain't nobody ought to be playing it on the radio. So, fair enough. If nobody wants to hear a song on the radio, who should be the one playing it? Stop I don't, playing. That doesn't make sense. So I get it. If nobody wants to hear it, don't play it. If we all think that's a distasteful song and nobody, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, how small of a loud minority can make that and give that impression is what right concerns me. And who's to set? And that's one thing. So on that is, you know, if you get a hundred people going crazy calling your station out of your listenership of a hundred thousand, and you pull the right. song, then it seems like. You've made a mistake if all you're trying to do is, well, hey, we're a radio station. We're just trying to do what people want. And people say it's inappropriate, so we don't play it. That's fine. But you've gotten the, the, the answer wrong if that's the case. And then the other question is, who's to say, what really gets me is where the guy says, it has no place. I couldn't disagree more that songs that and cultural relics of previous times when we had things badly wrong have no place. I believe they have very much place would be my argument. But I think he would say it has no place in entertainment. But maybe it does historically. Kind of Mm. like the whole, do we remove that monument of the slave owner or not? Mm -hmm. Well, it has a place in history, but does it have a place for people to walk by and be like, ooh, look at that leader in the United States. What are you saying? It has no place in entertainment? Of course it does, or of course it has a place from a historical value. Well, he's saying, okay, so he's saying people are sensitive to that uh, or whatever. So I, I, first of all, don't go along with if somebody's sensitive to something, they don't like something, that they shouldn't have to know about it. I don't believe that it makes any sense to me from what I know. I think people should be exposed to things, understand things, learn things, think about things, and, you know. That kind of stuff. And so they have to encounter it. They should encounter it somehow. It should raise questions when they encounter it, and they should discuss it is what I would prefer to happen. Uh, I mean, I think... You going, Joey? Oh, I think we're both trying to be gracious to the other. Go ahead. 
Well, I mean, it, obviously, even the DJ said it. I mean, is there no nobody has a brain for context? Like this was set back in the 1944s when it's obvious what the lady's saying is, mm-hmm. uh, it, it she wants to appear on the up and up, but she wants to stay. Yeah, he's not. I, I mean, that's just what this is. I mean, this song's in Elf, the movie. I mean, it 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 is <laughs> it's a song that you sing, and I mean, you know, how many people misconstrued lyrics that I've written in Emory or or made them their own. Yeah, I mean, that's just. Uh, if you sing the song as a Christmas song, it, it just seems a little bizarre, especially when, I mean, how, how many songs are there in the world with way worse lyrics than this one? Oh, yeah. there's I, Yeah, if you go it, into songs, it, it's crazy what you'll find. Well, I mean, it just so happens I pulled some up, guys. Oh, I good. typed in... I typed in rap lyrics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've, I found. I've never, under, on, I've never understood why com. rap gets a pass. I never is, understood why like, rap gets a pass. And fit, I love rap. 50 songs, and this is just, I'm just reading the top 10. This first one was uh, 2012 uh, Lil B. Eat the whole booty, lick her ass to coochie, lick the whole ass, you know what it doing. Put my tongue on dookie. Then number nine. <laughs> number nine. Uh, from Kia or Kaya, from the crack back to the front, then you suck it all till I shake and, and come inward. Make sure I keep busting nuts inward all over your face. I think that's my neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, put Molly, uh, this is Rick Ross in 2013, put Molly all in her champagne. She ain't even know it. I took her home and enjoyed that. She ain't even know it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Num- number seven. <laughs> That's crazy. Number seven. Wow. Uh, is uh, too short. This is 1986, <laughs> by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. A young girl died just last night. She choked on sperm in her windpipe. Uh, <laughs> number six. Eminem. I'm fucking anything when I'm snorting. It's gonna cost three hundred dollars to get my pit bull an abortion. Uh, number five is uh, Lashawn. Uh, I'll skip that. That was 1994. Notorious Big IG, B-I-G, uh, don't they know my N-word, gutter fucking, kidnap kids, fuck them in the ass, throw them over a bridge. DMX, South Carolina representing, 1998, I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. I got blood on my dick because I fucked a corpse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps on going. I mean, there's 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 more here. What was the number one? Uh, oh gosh, this I don't even want to read this one. The, the, I mean, here's I, what's... I can't even read this one. It's too bad. For even here's me. Here's what's crazy. But, and I'm not just what's... calling out rappers. I'm just saying they are creating art, and the things they are saying, either they are super real or uh, and we need to arrest them, or they're making art, and it's uh, uh, something that you go, I'm not going to listen to that, or I will. But I don't understand the, hey, don't let anybody listen to this because it's bad. Right, like all the who are these listeners like that are controlling what I listen to and telling me if I listen to that song I'm bad. That's right. what I don't like. If I listen mm-hmm. to some of those rap lyrics, I'm bad. Like yep. I used to listen to Bushwick Bill. Remember, <laughs> he's yep. like a he's a little person rapper, yep. and he would be so dirty. But it was just like fun or something. But I didn't go murder people or anything. Like I, I and I don't right. know if I'm bad for listening to that. So That's what, what I, what's the effect I of like. babies? It's cold outside. Like you know, the only thing you could say is. That by inter- the, the, it would have to go to, for that song to cause actual harm. That's not it doesn't harm a person. So now all you could say is it contributes to a culture where women are not listened to when they say no. Like that's the way that's the way you'd have to say it to to articulate what damage it does for people to hear it with their ears. Is that the best we well, could do? Well, 
Sure, and let, let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Like the lyrics that Toby read, those uh, that's not going to be a song that most parents are going to have played on the radio for any and everyone to hear, whereas the Christmas song that we're talking mm-hmm. about is something that families play. They have it on their random Christmas mix, and it's just right in there. So I can understand a, yeah, but a that little bit subliminally is not going to get you. Like, I mean, that's... I I mean well I think I don't I don't I don't think it's as much as oh this song is going to cause more date rapes I think it's more at least I hear the complaint as more of a respect issue come on where aren't we past this let's not play this song um, so I guess I guess no, I guess no I but that's the same as I, Dukes of Hazard or the 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 maid on Tom and Jerry or Tom and Jerry smoking or whatever like you can't erase that you can't. Erase that. I, I'm not talking about I'm erase saying. that. I'm talking. It, I I am hearing. Hey, let's don't spend this for entertainment value. And again, I'm not even saying I totally agree. I'm just saying I see where they're coming mm-hmm. from. From the same point, if if there's like a a poem by a white guy in the 1800s who, oh, he was a really nice slave owner, but in the poem, he, he uses some words and terminology that are just completely unacceptable. I could see not using that poem for entertainment and not celebrating it as much as, okay, we can read this and we can look at the artistic value, but let's just be careful how... Just make sure you don't enjoy it? it. I mean, I see, what do you mean, though? I, Can't see where you... the, I just see where they're coming from. But are you? what if you enjoy I mean, the poem? Is that bad? What if you no, thought no, it was no, also I, beautiful? No, or what about this? Joey, if, if, you, yeah, if you like it, you're a bad person. Yeah. When you listen to those rap lyrics like uh, Kanye West... It says, you're such a fucking hoe. I love it. You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. You're bad, and that you should not listen what, to that. That, means that, that means that you want to... That, this, this year. This was, year? Yeah. Because I, I was just going to say how Jay-Z and Kanye West have recently included in their lyrics how sorry they are for talking and treating women a certain way, and they actually tie that to their immaturity. And I I found that so interesting that those public figures who are really seeing themselves as influential, which they are, are now trying to reel it in a little bit and say, hey, that was my immature days, and I I'm sorry. So that that's surprising that that is so recent from Kanye because both him and Jay Z have done yeah, it's 20, that 2018. But my, but my bigger point is it, it it's it's still once again. I mean, it's like why are you who who gets to tell me what I listen to and what it means? Like that's sure. that's the thing I don't understand. Like I mean, who who are these people that you 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 hear understand what they're saying? You understand that they're telling Toby he's bad if he listens to the song "Baby It's Cold Outside." Now also. Very, very uh, uh, sexist in a way because what if the woman sings the male part and the, a man sings the female part? What if it's a woman saying, "Baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go." What if what if they just switch uh, genders, mm-hmm. singing roles? I'm I'm certain there's uh, it's been a cover of that. I don't know. I mean, is it just because it's a man saying, "Please stay" or "You you need to stay"? Let me make you a drink. Come on, hang out. It's cold outside. Is it just because it's just a man singing that it's immediately uh, implies rape? Like that's that's what I understand. That song implies rape because a man is trying to convince a lady that he's dating to stay. That means rape. Reva, get up on in this. 
Uh, I had to go clean my dog shit off the carpet, so I missed a good part of that mm-hmm. conversation. So, I mean, it, it's 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 a pretty simple concept. The the baby, it's cold outside. Song. There's a radio station that basically says we're past this. This should not be a song that people just it listen has no to place, for enjoyment yeah. because of its, per, you know, it's representing date rape and mistreatment of women and chauvinism and and all of that. And uh. I will say this, uh, there is there was a Christmas album release in 2012 in which Rufus Wainwright sang this song with, shoot, I don't know who he sang, but uh, another popular uh, female singer. So this is not a song that has been viewed this way for a long time. This it's been jokes for like last new. three or four years about it. You've been hearing and now finally, is that, you know. Uh. Yeah, you you did that thing where you ask the question and then you talk about it for a while. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do you have I an opinion on it? I think I know what your question was. Um, I don't think that song is as bad as people say it is. Like, I don't think the intention is date rape or anything. Like, even the female in the song is saying, like, she's like looking for a reason to stay. Yeah. And like it's all flirty. It's not like she's not actually saying, Oh, I drank way too much. I need to go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually she's like, Sharon give me Mann. an excuse to stay. Oh, yeah. it's pretty cold out. I don't know. Maybe I should just stay here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Which I do think is the in- intentional approach. And and it's Rufus Wainwright and Sharon Van Edden, which I would imagine Eden is a pretty progressive thinker. That's just my guess. But yeah, I when I used to enjoy, I mean, when I do enjoy that song currently, I think of it as two people that are really into each other. One of them is trying to make a move. The other one's maybe a little more proper and like, no, we can't do that. But she's kind of into it as well. Uh, but I can also see, I mean, especially... I, it's not shocking at all. This is no surprise whatsoever. And so I guess maybe for me, when I say I can understand where they're coming from, maybe that's another way of saying I'm not shocked at all. I mean, that's no surprise that people are bothered by this song, and I I, I see why. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I see why they're bothered. It's fine for them to have their opinion about that song, but, I mean, it's not like, I mean, you just can't... I don't think it's worth going down that road and then the implications it makes for other people. And I just, I just don't think you should do that kind of stuff. I think you need the old stuff to be around to discuss it. I, I don't think it perpetuates yeah. more harm. I think it probably does more good working against date rape to have it in the zeitgeist and discuss it. It probably prevents more date rapes than it causes, would be my guess. But it's just somebody I'm, saying I'm more, that it's date rape. Like who's, Well, I know. Who's, I'm just saying just sure. the awareness oh, yeah, that, we, that we've changed. Thing, though, is like, the intention of what they sang it in, is that what's in question? Or is the question, should this be played on the radio because of what people might imply by it? I mean, it's the same thing as Christian saying, don't listen to heavy metal because you'll, you'll, it's evil. I, I, I typed this in too. It's funny. It comes from CNN.com. This couple, they rewrote the lyrics to the song with consent. 
Oh, I really can't stay, baby. I'm fine with that. I've got to go away, baby. I'm cool with that. The evening has been so very nice. I'm glad you had a good time. He says, My mother will start to worry. Call her so she knows that you're coming. Father will be pacing the floor. Better get your car a humming. So, really, I'd better scurry. No rush. Should I use the front door? Which one are you pulling towards? It just. Mm-hmm. I, Dude, we want to just ruin all art. Well, the same thing they did with yeah. Tom, Tom yeah. Petty songs. They turn them into Christian songs. Yeah. Like, you, hey, you I will I mean, say this. Good though. God. I, now, these people are doing this. They're just be- making money off of this. They're just getting a CNN article because they rewrote somebody's artwork. They just ruined they, they, worse. Yeah. Worse. And that, that, if, if that would have been the original lyrics, there's no chance anybody would ever know the song to this day. Not. So you can't. That doesn't even make sense. I mean, that song is only around with us because it was valued and resonated in its lyrical content. Because it per- portrays a real situation that people relate to that is familiar, that actually has an element of unknownness to it and how should it happen and it's flirty. And it's, hmm, maybe that is too. I mean, that's all part of the reason why the song is good art and magnetic and has stood the test of time. It wouldn't have if you took yeah. those ambi- ambiguities out of it. You ain't got no song. What's but I will this say drink? this. I, pomegranate, I w- pomegranate LaCroix. <laughs> I will say this. Reading, reading the lyrics online, it definitely sounds like a manipulative person that's trying to get something that the other person doesn't want to give and i'm not that that has that may or may not have any bearing on this conversation of whether or not the song needs to be extinguished but i think it is pretty straightforward what it the picture that is painting it is painting someone who's trying to manipulate another person into staying for or, yeah or flirt uh, to, to a, a couple sure. that have been dating for five years and he's flirting with her yep Yep. I mean, it could be about him and his wife, and his the, wife needs to go so the, visit her so mom. So who's to say? Why are you, Why does anybody get to tell me that right. it's manipulative? Why, why, when I listen to the song and my wife and I dance to it, I'm a bad person? I, I, I guess you're right, though. I should be. I ought to say, no, no, no. You reserve the right to say no. I mean, come on. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing here? I mean, it's, it's unbel- one of the uh, best, I, I know we got to get out of here, but one of the things I was listening to, uh, what's his face, Chuck Polyanuk or whatever on Joe Rogan, and he was just talking about how authors oftentimes are, are censored because people can't handle it, but you don't get to tell me what I can handle. That's what I don't like. It, I, of course, I'm not for rape or sexual manipulation that ends in a woman being uh, molested or uh, sexualized in a way she's not comfortable. Of course. But a song where I think I'm uh, uh, that I'm dancing to and having eggnog with, that's what I'm thinking. That's where I'm at. It, it's just, it, it, I just don't even want to talk about it anymore. The end. I'm a Thank little more concerned th- about Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I mean, just the frivolous attitude towards the elderly. That one makes me very upset. Oh, I know. Do you have another news story? No, we got to go. We're done. Do. That All was right. the end. That was the end of this episode. You oh, you want to keep going? You want to give the people more? See, I like leaving you know, them. You know, I would like leaving them wanting more. You want to give them more. That's that's just that's just your that's your heart. Bam!